are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Now he's back playing guitar in Tin Machine, a four-piece band, and he's glad to be back in Bradford. Seemed like a good My father was from uh, Doncaster. My mother was Lancashire, so I have an affinity with uh, Yorkshire, very strong one. Um, and then my father went to, uh, well actually he was born in York and then moved to Doncaster when his parents died. And so it's not down, it's only just down the road anyway. So Bradford seemed like a good idea. You last played in Bradford actually in sort of 73. 73 with the spiders, yeah. Do you remember it? Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember most about Falling it? Falling down the stairs, I think. <laughs> it's the greatest thing that comes to mind. But now it's a machine, we're back again. We're glad to be years. here. David Bowie has been through many different guises during his career. He's changed his appearance and his music. Now with Tin Machine, he's almost throwing off his superstar image to play in a four-piece band on a fairly low-key tour, just five dates, in much smaller venues than a star of Bowie's standing is used to. to do was to make sure that we liked working with each other and it was important to sort of really put ourselves on a one-to-one -one thing with the audience and, and make sure that what we're doing is what we really want to do which is be a band. The Sheffield heavy rock presentation duo the Bailey Brothers gave Bowie a true Yorkshire introduction after a personal request from Bowie himself to do so. It all added up to an exciting atmosphere, ringing with energy from Bowie and enthusiasm from the fans. At least you get a chance to see him on a small stage instead of watching like five ants miles away. It's going to be great seeing him in such a small venue. It's usually about 80,000 in Wembley Stadium. So hopefully we better get a bit nearer. It's just, just what was required, really. You know, it's something that's, you know, everyone's been wanting him to do, the small clubs instead of the large arenas, and bang, he's done it, so. It can only be likened to the 78 stuff, you know, the scary monsters. Uh, you know, he's going back to his roots, you know, he's got a four-piece, and they're just playing live now. That's what we want. But I like his old cover. <laughs> Are you hoping to hear any of the old stuff? I'd like to, but I don't think he's doing it. Why do you like Bowie? Best thing going, isn't it? Are you here for the Bowie concert? A smart Poland, isn't it? <laughs> no? Why have you come along tonight? Uh, because Mark Boland put Bowie where he is today, basically. Oh, just, the guy's just fantastic, you know, just everything about him, he tries new things, he's not scared to try new things. He's doing this concert now for eight quid a ticket, he's not making any money, he's doing it because that's what he wants to do. So it's all right by me. Expecting to see David Bowie rather than surprisingly not. I mean, we've done something like 12, 13 shows so far, and it's uh, it's quite definitely the band that they've come to see. It's been very much kind of a tin machine kind of thing, you know. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today, you know, we have Mr. Lee Gershman. What's up, Lee? 
Hey, I'm doing not bad today. How are you doing today, Mr. Um, Marky Mark? <laughs> I have no Funky Bunch. My my Funky Bunch abandoned me years ago. Oh, okay, okay. No, you're 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 better. You're you're better than those tight ass sniveling prats. <laughs> yeah, my Funky Bunch went all funky on me and, and took off. Yeah, yeah. Then he, that's funked up, man. Yeah. I got a funky. I got a new funky bunch with my girlfriend and her family. They're pretty funky. <laughs> oh wow! You 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 could have a you could have a show the 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 funky bunch with Mark the the um Mark the dock bartender. He cures your ills and your glassy refills. Yeah, I told you your stomach's hurting, man. Drink some blue agave uh, tequila yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. I guess I'm like enabling a drunk. Bah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 like saying um you're you're um giving me permission to be strange. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like I'm enabling a drunk and kids out there, <laughs> this is not a public service message, so shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We publicly we, we, should... we publicly endorse alcohol. It's fun as long as you don't yeah. get drunk and drive a car. All right. <laughs> yeah, but this should be called "Kids Shut Up," and in parentheses, "Don't even watch. Put your parents back on." <laughs> Unless you're cool kids and you like good music instead of that funky shit. Yeah. Oh, well, all one of them would do it. Well, we should say what album we're reviewing oh, today. Uh, we're we're yeah. reviewing Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Wait. I'm yep. Gonna, no. <laughs> yep. We're going. Oops, we did it again. We lied. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing Ten Machine, the David Bowie hard rock band. With I just found out the guitar player who is fucking awesome on this group is yep. fucking Reeves Gabriel. He's been in his uh. With David Bowie since what 2006, 1999, uh, what 1990-something to 1999, and then he joined The Cure oh. with Robert Smith. Oh, wow! I, I didn't, like, I didn't know that. And the bass player was in um, <clears throat> some bands you probably like, like Todd hmm. Rundgren and shit like that. Yeah, and and the um, drummer was in a group with Bob Welch from the from one of the versions of Fleetwood Mac and they did a really really out there group called Paris and he was the drummer in that and that's how I knew of Hunt Sales yeah. but nobody knew who he was before that it I was don't know Rob who the fuck he was <laughs> yeah, it was it was Bob Welch from Fleetwood Mac Glenn Cornick from Jethro Tull and Hunt Sales and so um, back then people said we all know who Bob Welch is and Glenn Cornick, but who the hell was Hunt Sales? Yeah, well, his brother is Tony Fox huh? Sales, right? Is what? The bass yeah, player um, is his brother, so the rhythm section yeah. is brothers. Yep, and and do you remember that comedian Soupy Sales? Well, oh, Soupy Sales is awesome. Yeah, that they're his sons. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I found that out, yeah. Well, I was listening to this album. I haven't heard it in a long time, and I love this record. I just got the 1999 remastered version. This is a fucking... I'm not going to get into this album, but this is a good album. Uh, no no. Oh, spoilers. wow. 
we'll go All into right. it track by track and see what we All like right. and what we don't like. Uh, but this is well, this give is you a, my. Oh, go on. This is a, a departure for for Bowie, man. He went into like they even genre it's rock, hard rock, art rock, noise rock. You know, there's a lot of distortion on this album, which is yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> I love yeah. it. This yeah. is like the I gave this to uh, Bushy. I said, "Here's some hard rock Bowie, man. Check this shit out." <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> I never heard of him. Did he Did he listen? I have no idea. I'm gonna have to get back to Bushy <laughs> on that, but I wonder if he liked it. I know. Oh, okay. I think he would like it. They only released two albums, which is a shame yeah. because <laughs> these albums are both killer to me. Well, I just gave a spoiler alert, but we'll get in and talk yeah. about the track by track. This album mm -hmm. was released May twenty second, nineteen eighty nine. It's a debut on by Anglo-American hard rock band Tin Machine. It was originally released in May 1989 on EMI. The band was the latest venture of David Bowie, inspired by sessions with guitarist Reese Gabriel, drummer Hunt Sales, and bassist Tony Fox Sales, formed the rest of the band with the fifth member, Kevin Armstrong, providing rhythm guitar and Hammond organ. The project was intended to be a back-to-basics album by Bowie with a hard rock sound and a simple production, as opposed to his past past two solo albums, unlike previous Bowie bands like Spiders from Mars, Tim Machine acted like a democratic unit, which is cool, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, he got, yeah. he got people to say, hey, man, let's try this. Let's do this. You know, it wasn't dictatorship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, man. Um, and um, I can give you my first three at the songs. So what, <coughs> so what did you oh, think I, about when you first saw the video, like, for Under the God, oh, you know, when you first oh, heard them? Um, Oh, when I first heard them, when they first came out, I first heard them when they were on some kind of American music award thing or something, and and I heard them and I was like, oh wow, and then and then I saw the video and was like, oh shit, you know, and so right away I had to get it, and then I had gotten their second one too, which I I really dig also, and um, you know, I got them on cassette back then that was during the time when there there is a time in everyone's life when you have cassette tapes and not just albums and that was that time yeah and, i i think this is a co cool record and i love david bowie oh just um one moment my my fucking window is like going nah, 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 nah. And, yeah, I said, are you having problems yeah. with your blinds? <laughs> yeah, and I'm have not having problems with my death, but with my blind, I'm having problems. Okay. Fuck, that shit sounds worse than my aunt when she used to complain about my mom spilling the chicken on the floor. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. Was that a three-second rule in the chicken? Uh... I have no idea what that means, but there was no rule on anything with them. I missed the um, the barbecue when um, it was um, my cousin's birthday, and and my mom was making the chicken for the barbecue, and then she dropped it on the ground, and then um, my aunt said, "Pick it up and um, um and da da da," and my mom went, "Be quiet," and then um. Aunt Sarah said something else and called my mom a bitch, and then my mom spit on her, and that was that was 
that was our family holidays yeah. on that side of the family. <laughs> you know, the holidays were for people to not be friendly with each other. Wow. Well, my holidays were kind of weird, too, but uh, not that yeah. bad. What, uh, yeah. Bleh, what I was going to ask, you don't know what a three-second rule is? Um, um, I Maybe when you tell me, I forget. It's like when you drop something on the ground, but you pick it up within three seconds, it's still good to eat. <laughs> oh, um, oh, um, definitely, um, that, that, um, and in fact, they, they probably, that's probably why they would purposefully throw stuff on the floor, to make sure that they, um, were able to employ that three-second rule. And that's why you got three-second rule chicken for dinner. Uh. And uh, I just wanted to ask you because I was just looking at Wikipedia. Are you going the fourteen tracks or twelve tracks? Um, I um seem well. What would you like to do? Because I I I it's been a long time since I had the album. So when I heard it, I apparently saw that there were more tracks that I heard than was on the original listing. So yeah, I do have fourteen tracks. Yeah, I went by fourteen because I have the. The Tim Machine, the David Bowie series, 1999 version. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so I got the 14 track, so we'll go by that. So That's let's, cool. Let's get into this album by, by uh, well, the newer versions call it David Bowie's Tim Machine, but when it first came out, it was just called Tim Machine. So, All uh, right. We'll get into... Let me give you my three first songs. Yeah. My three let, th- me write, okay. let me get a pen, man. Oh, crap. Yeah. I'm never prepared for this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right. What are your three songs? Um, Heavens in Here, Under the God, and Pretty Thing. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Got it. All right, well, let's get into the yeah. first track, Heavens in Here. What do you think about this track? Oh, it's one of the best songs on here, and one of the reasons I got it. This is great. Just a... It, it just really has swagger, and you clap your hands and stamp your feet kind of a song. Yeah! Yeah, I said, well, I should have played the song first, but we need to get, since it's the first track, we'll talk about it first, and then we'll play it second. I sure. put on this song, it kind of reminds me of the, uh, like, uh, the doors in the beginning of the song. It has a little oh. doors fill, killer blues intro. The like solo Roadhouse. in the song by Reeves is freaking great. Like Roadhouse, like Roadhouse Blues, like, maybe. Yeah, like Roadhouse Blues, maybe. It's the yeah. the song is freaking. The solo is raw. It's just so fucking raw. It's like it just kicks you in the butthole, you know. Yeah. Freaking love it. It's a great song. So yeah. we told you what the song is about. Now let's play it. Here's Heavens in Here by Ten Machine.
That was Heavens In Here by a Tin Machine, but we already talked about the track, so let's move yep. on to the second track, which is Tin Machine. What do you think of this one? Well, this song is like this song is like if Wham danced super fast and did super heavy stuff. It's kind of a little too fast for me, but it's kind of humorous, and I don't mind it, but not a favorite. Uh, it's one of my favorites off the album. I, it's like punk, hard rock, and metal all mixed into one. The intro yeah. kicks ass. I love the song. 
The band is so tight. The bass is so awesome. And I love freaking David Bowie's voice on this song. And there's a lot of distortion by, by the band. And I fucking love the distortion. It's so good. Mm. I love this track. It's like punk rock meets metal. It's freaking awesome. Hmm. That's my take on it. All right. Yours. That's mine. Yeah, not yours. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into track three, Prisoner of Love. What do you think of this one? This is like the psychedelic furs or simple minds or orchestral maneuvers in the dark. You just named three bands I love. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, well, I was never a fan of this song. I heard it because it was on cassette and it was easier to just let it keep playing than to fast forward it, but it's not one of my favorites. But the middle part is interesting. I like this song. It slows it down from the first two tracks. The rhythm is awesome. The guitar sound in the background is awesome. The tone that, that Reeves is playing is just so fucking cool. It's like, me. It's like, I love it. It's classic Bowie vocal style. I love this track. Mm. And then we get into my favorite song of the album, track four, Crack City. What do you think of this one? Sort of like... If Gary Newman did heavy metal, it's definitely punk-oriented. I like it. I played this for a woman I really liked, but she didn't like it, but in a way that made me want to like the song more because I thought it would be better if she liked it back Dang. then. Yeah, she was really, really pretty, but I'm sorry. Um, I ain't gonna, I, I, I ain't gonna shut off the, the, the music for you. No, she didn't want me to. She said, it's just my opinion, but I, I really would have wanted to have her like it, but oh well. <laughs> I love the lyrics on this song. Like, here's some lyrics. It says, Don't whore your little bodies to the worms of paradise. Like Everett's, it's fatal. It peaks our cold as ice. They're riding on the subways. They're riding on the streets. They'll ride you down on to the gutters. They'll ride you off your feet. Gonna hit Crack City. Hit Crack City. Yeah, piss on the icon monsters whose guitars bequeath you pain. They'll face you down to their level with their addictions and their fast lanes. Corrupt with shaky visions and crack and coke and alcohol. They're just a bunch of assholes with buttholes for their brains. I love that freaking lyrics, man. Yeah. Aren't those killer yeah. lyrics? Yeah, um, I'm even more weird than what I can do. I know, man. You should do a cover of this song, freaking Lee. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I probably could. Yeah, and this song also starts a little bit like an Iron Man. It's like, darn, darn, oh yeah, darn. It's like it gives a little homage to Black Sabbath in the beginning. It's Yo, freaking wow. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I think the guitar kicks ass and the lyric. Like I yeah. just said, the lyrics are freaking awesome. I yeah, love this in track. Fact, in fact, the I think I I don't know, but maybe one of the reasons why the the lady didn't like it was because I think what she used to party a lot. And so, since the song was, you know, talking bad about a lot of the stuff that she was using, she might have thought that it was, like, criticizing her or something. Was she a crack whore? Um, um, not only that. <laughs> so you gave her crack and you got free sex? Um, no, not quite. Um, that it, it, It's a long story, but, like, um, she would sometimes come over with a boyfriend or something, which kind of annoyed me. You know, um, there was a one time in which me and her came over to her place, and then she was on the phone, and she told her boyfriend that she would meet him somewhere else. But then later, he just kind of just 
came in anyway, and 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 then that kind of ruined it. So then I just left. But but that that's a whole other other thing. Yeah, I think I think the song is freaking awesome. It's my favorite track off the album. Um, I never really cared for crack cores. I also protected my friends from crack cores at the time in the nineties, yeah. late eighties. So uh, crack cores are bad, and so is PCP. Yeah, I was yeah, just, I, I just met I was, my friend. I went to my workman's comp medical uh, this yeah. morning, and my friend Robert, who lives up here, he, uh, him, and my friend Lorenzo you, uh, went to like a Soto Street. It's like in L.A. And they would go get their cigarettes dipped in PCP. And the, wow. chick, the oh. chick was totally ugly, right? And I'm wow. the only sober person there. I was only I was only smoking pot. I never did that shit. I never did crack, cocaine, yeah. Uh, yeah. speed. I just smoked pot. And the, yeah. and my friend Robert and Lorenzo were just wobbling. Go, what's up, man? They were like so relaxed. Looks like they're going to fall asleep standing up. Uh. And the girl was trying to get them in her house so she could fuck them. And oh. I, I freaking pulled them both back into the car. Let's go, dudes. Let's go. And I talked yeah. to him this morning. Remember what I saved you from the from the PCP chick? He goes, oh, yeah. I was going to go fuck her. I go, I know, dude. I said, you're lucky you, you traveled with me because I saved you from a lot of shit. And he goes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was the sole, I was like the, the guy, the clean guy, except I was on pot. Yeah. I was oh. a clean guy who could see what's going on and say, hey, dudes, get away from this chick. She's wow, yeah. ugly, man. Wow. She had in no this teeth. Case, I'm missing some oh, teeth, God. but it's not my in, fault. Yeah. In this case, in this case, it was more like this. This was someone who was really pretty, and and everyone <laughs> was like almost like clamoring and hurting each other just to get to her. And but 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 what I meant was she wasn't just she wasn't just into crack. I mean, I mean she was into um, various drugs. Yeah. Um, actually. actually because she was just feeling like it was better than facing reality or something like 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 she felt bummed out about stuff so it was just her way to try and get her to stop thinking so it was kind of sad but yeah, my um, I, I think she's still around and and I think she's she's doing better but anyway go on I'm saying my friends always try to get me to do speed mushrooms acid I said I'm just sticking to the pot and then I quit that shit a long time ago but oh yeah fuck I tried doing it a while back and I go oh crap I'm paranoid I was thinking there was cops oh. in my room <laughs> oh. I'm like shit wow. fuck, this, fuck this shit I'm done with this yeah. I go no more no more drugs for me I'm just gonna drink alcohol alcohol don't oh, get yeah. me nuts I don't I'm not a violent I'm a funny drunk but I don't really get drunk I just get buzzed and I have yeah. fun with it so um, yeah that's that's cool yeah, it was it was terrible, man. I, I used to hang out with those guys, and I don't know, even know why I got in the car with my friend Lorenzo, because he had this sketch light. It's like, you know one of those big spotlights you could plug into your cigarette light? Cigarette lighter? Yeah, yeah. And we'd drive up this canyon in Hostina Heights called Turnbow Canyon, and he would turn off his lights, and, you, and we'd hang it out the window, and he would drive with that on. And it's oh. like, what the hell? I wasn't on drugs like them, but frick, I went, I got in his car... I took my life in my own hands. I think about that now and go, fuck, I was stupid. Because <laughs> that guy was all yeah. PCP'd and cracked out and freaking speeded out. I freaking drove in that car with him, you know, in the back seat going, oh, shit. Yeah. He scared the fuck out of me, but you know what? It was fun. <laughs> yeah. One time, um, I'll just say quickly, um, that one time I was with some friends, we were... Um, it, the whole story is for another time because it's a bit long, but... 
and when we were getting out of the parking lot um, from a Metallica concert, which we didn't go to, except for one friend who at the last second said, let me come with you, and we didn't really know him, but he ended up being able to go to the show <laughs> for some, because some chicks liked him. But um, um, afterwards, we went in the car, and then we... Um, um, it, it was like downhill. So his brakes didn't work. Uh, no, I mean his... Um, his thing to start it up didn't work, so it was almost like you had to push it. But he said, let's go down the hill and, and it will work. So we go down the hill, zoom, and first time he tries to start it up, it's sparking. And it's not working. And we go, what the fuck? But then he does it again and it works. And I'm like, fuck, man. And then, and then later, or before that, we were driving really quickly down the highway. And, and the cop was coming. And we were all, like, smoking pot and um, drinking, and some of us were underage. And I was like, if he stops us, we are going to get fucked. And so the driver, he just drove faster. But then the cop drove faster and passed us and, 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 and went to someone else. And we were like, holy fuck, that was close. <laughs> so oh. that was weird, yeah. Well, I, I just remember I used to have a 79 Celica. Remember when you could pop the clutch when your battery's dead to get the car going? <laughs> um, I think so, yeah. I never I, drove. I had a but, hill yeah. at my house, and I had nobody to push my car. So I'd take the car to the hill. Oh, I'd yeah. push it down as I'm in, and then jump in and pop the clutch and get it going on myself. Oh, yeah. You know how dangerous that's, that's, that was? What if I couldn't yeah. jump in? That car would just be like... Like a ghost riding down the hill with nobody in it, you know? There's some stupid shit you do when you're kids, you know? Yeah, that's that's what we did. I mean, that's what that guy did. Yeah, it's like you don't think about that now, and you go, think, fuck, I could have killed people. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun back then, I think. Yeah, but I wasn't on drugs doing that. I just wanted to get to work, <laughs> and the battery yeah. was dead, because I had a power steering leak that kept burning out the fucking alternator. Yeah, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the 79 Celica had a, a exhaust leak, so it was like... Oh. And every time I went yeah. by a car with an alarm, beep, beep, yeah. <laughs> it set off car alarms. Yeah. I never had a... I never had a car, so I just laid down and rolled down the hill. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> I used to take my bike and ghost ride it down the hill, you know, like, get on it, get on it, start it, and jump off, and let it oh. run down the hill. And then my oh, mom would get mad because she goes, Mark, I just bought you a bike. Yeah, it's messed up, Mom. I crashed it. <laughs> oh, she didn't wow. know I was ghostwriting it. She would have killed me. Mm, yeah. The things you do when you're kids, when you don't think about money, like blowing up old Star Wars figures with M80s in the mailbox. You know oh, how much wow. those Star Wars figures are worth now? Yeah. Those Kenner Star Wars oh. figures? Man, I would have been a millionaire if I would have kept all those. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I was I, I stopped being a kid about ten minutes ago, so I'm just starting to not do that stuff now. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well let's get into we digress. Let's get into track five. Yeah. I can't read. What do you think of this one? Oh well, this is very strange, but I kind of like it for that reason. It's the song you hear when you think it's the alcohol making you this fucked up, but it isn't. It's the song. One of the better songs on here. It's an honorable mention favorite. Yeah, it's a cool song. I love the distortion. I love the lyric where it goes, money goes to money heaven. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know money had a heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And yeah. then the drummer and the bass kick ass, and I love the distorted guitar solo. Oh, yeah. Freaking, this guy is freaking awesome, man. I wonder if The yep. Cure... Uh, I got to listen to some albums after 2002 when he joined The Cure, man, because like, sure, I, love I'll, the, I'll, I love The Cure, and I love Robert Smith, and I'm just wondering... Okay. I don't. I didn't know this guy went to the Cure until I was reading on Wikipedia. Man, I love this guitar player. He's so good. Yeah, there's one one album. I'm not sure if it's one that he's on, but I had one that was a kind of a later one that I really liked. So if it was that one, I'll tell you which one it is. Okay. Well, we're getting into track six, "Under the God," which is the second song you picked off this album. So we'll get into that track when we get to after the track plays. Here's "Under the God" by by Tin Machine on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Under the God by Tin Machine. What did you think of that one? One of the best songs on here. In fact, my favorite. I used to listen to this loud on my cassette player and drink a lot with my friends, and we made a mess out of my house and got the neighbors angry at us, but it was close enough to fun at that time for us. I really love this. Yeah, this is a cool track, man. This is a song that introduced me to uh, Ten Machine. It was on MTV. It was like, I go, this is David Bowie? What the hell, man? He's kicking ass. I love David... I wasn't really into David Bowie at that moment, but I got into David Bowie yeah. because of this song. This is the song wow. that turned me on to David Bowie. It's like, you got cool. in the lyrics, you go, skin dance back at the condo, skinheads going, getting to school, beating on blacks with the baseball bats, racism back, in, racism back in rule, white trash picking up Nazi flags while you were gone. There was war in... in this is the West. Get used to it. They put a swastika on the door. Under the God. Under the God. One step over the red line. Under the God. Under the God. Ten steps over the crazy, crazy. Washington wow. heads in the toilet bowl. Don't see the supremacist su hate. Right wing dicks with their boiler suits. Picking out who to annihilate. To annihilate. Toxic jungle of oozy trails. Tribesmen that wouldn't live here. Fascist flair is fashion cool. Well, you're dead. You're just ain't buried yet. You're under the god. This is a freaking killer track, man. Oh, this yeah. is really a freaking protest song of what was going on in 1989. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit oh. going on. People think shit's going on yeah. now. There was a lot of shit yeah. in the 80s. It just wasn't televised because we didn't have no fucking internet back then. Yeah. Well, so the music kept. So the suck music kept getting popular because we had no people on Facebook to do album battles saying this sucks. <laughs> I love the album battles, man. I noticed Mitch LaFon is doing album battles now that Kiss Kiss Hard Rock and Metal has been doing for years. Oh, wow. Have you noticed yeah. that? Do you follow Mitch LaFon? Um, I, um, occasionally. I mean, sometimes, but not, not a lot. Well, Bill but Lang and, uh, Ah, fuck, what's it, Santos guy? Can yeah. The, he's a Eduardo. good guy, man. Eduardo, yeah. He yeah. does the freaking best album or singer battles. It's yeah. freaking awesome. And I think Mitch LaFon has been sneaking on Bill Wang's page and stealing from him, yeah. man. Yeah. Bill Wang, you fucking rule, man. Yep. Fuck that shit. You had that shit going first. And fuck, I give you all the credit. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't rule are the tons of people who keep voting wrong <laughs> well in your in your in your uh mind they're voting wrong in my mind yeah well this mind is pretty angry and it's looking for a fellow to agree with and he can't find it i agree with you sometimes i know i'm i'm just being a bitch well, what do you mean being a bitch you're always a bitch lee come on hey <laughs> well well thank you sweetie yeah <laughs> Well, this is the song, this is the single that introduced me to this band. Great song, love it. Kick-ass solo, hard rock with Bowie. It's like, whoa, this is shit kicks ass. I said the only Bowie album I listened to listened before this was uh, Scary Monsters and Super Freaks. This is a killer oh. record that I want on vinyl wow. and CD. I need to buy that pretty soon. Because I, I know I'm going huh. to try to get my whole David Bowie collection. I started with the Tin Machine. I have Let's Dance. Now I need to get freaking all those other albums like his, his Berlin era. You know, all that shit. And I want to get some Frank Zappa, too. Ian got me into some Frank Zappa on his radio show. Fucking some killer huh. guitar player. I didn't know he was that good a guitar player, man. Yeah, there's one album that he does that's... Well, 
there's one that's really great, and then there's another one that's just kind of nutty. But, but, but what we listened to back then, I never listened to Frank Zappa at all. I heard to Weasel Zappa, you know, because he was on MTV. Oh, okay. But I knew of Frank Zappa from the frickin' PMRC shit. But I never listened to his music. I thought maybe he was too artsy fartsy for me. But fuck, I oh. heard some songs that Ian played. He kicks ass. Oh yeah, I think that you actually could be more into a lot of the really cool artsy fartsy music. You just don't, you just haven't heard it, and 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 you kind of sometimes give yourself a bad shake. But I think you're a little bit more intellectual than you like to think. Well, I'm open to new music. I love to hear new music. I don't get stuck yeah. in the freaking hairband era. I love oh, more. Yeah. I love Winger. I love that shit, but I like to be turned on. I got turned on to Motorhead and some other yeah. bands from the rock and combat, rock and metal combat podcast. That podcast oh, yeah. kicks ass, and I like how they turned me on. And, and Ralph's State of the Union was spot on, man. People just live in the past. Oh, yeah. I like to hear shit that I never heard. I like to be turned on to shit I never heard. I was in a freaking yeah. Christian family that never heard this shit, and this shit is fucking awesome. I love this shit, and I'm yeah. fucking thankful that they're around to show me new shit, like Sabotage and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It fucking kicks ass, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. Like the Dog That Bit People. That's another great group. Never heard of that one. Well, I'll have to check okay. it out. Actually, Ralph played a song um, from them on, on one of his, um, you know things on that mail station and another one i was i was kind of just seeing how he'd respond if i mentioned it a song by people called apple cider it's it's, it's like i thought there's no in no way he could find this next thing i know he's playing it and i go holy hell and he went yeah he had it and i go wow what the hell you know yeah, that's that's fine, man. I I like hearing new shit. I even like that Venom Incorporated he played. I never heard. Oh. I don't like the original Venom, but the Venom. I don't think I like the original singer of Venom, but the the singer Venom Incorporated is more my style. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that. Well, let's get into track number seven. Amazing, by uh, Tim Machine. What do you think of this one? This is a kind of strange Bruce Springsteen songwriter songwriting to it. It's not bad, but it's just a little bit odd for this album. But it is good and it's one of the better tunes. I think it's a great tune. I actually sent this to my girlfriend because her love is amazing. I love this song. I love the acoustic beginning of it and it's it's a moody kind of song. It gets you in a mood and I like it. Oh, okay. I don't know what kind of mood it would put me into, but no, um, it, it's, it's interesting. I do like it. Yeah, well, let's get into Working Class Hero, his John Lennon, their John Lennon cover. What do you think of this one? This is a pretty good version of a John Lennon tune. I like it better than John Lennon's version. It sounds like if the Rolling Stones could have done it under in their Undercover of the Night album. It's pretty hot. It's one of the better songs. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, that this is... I love the John Lennon version, but then I heard this version. It's more rocking, and it has a yeah. groove to it, and the guitar tone is amazing. Yeah. I, I, I love this it. track, man. We're, uh, John Lennon's original is kind of slow, and this kind of like yeah. beefs it up. gives it a little bit more hard rock feel with a groove. Yeah. Freaking, it yeah. kicks ass. I love this track. I love both tracks, but this one is my favorite, like you said. 
I like yeah. this better than John Lennon's. John Lennon's yeah. solo is kind of eh to me compared to Paul McCartney's solo. Yeah, but, uh, I do like Walls and Bridges' album. That, Everybody else that I know doesn't like that one, but that's the one I like. I, just, I like um, Double Fantasy without the second side. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't need no freaking Yoko Ono ruining John Lennon, you know. That's understandable. Yeah. And then we'll get into the next track, Bus Stop. What do you think of this one? This sounds more like something the Go-Go's or the Bangles could have done. A filler tune to me. A little too pop for my taste, but Debbie Gibson could have done a good job dancing in a video to it. Dude, it's only a minute and 41 seconds. I know, but it took that long for me to think that. <laughs> I like it, man. It sounds like classic Bowie, a quick, awesome song. Love it. Oh, okay. The way he sings it and the way it's structured, it sounds like a, a Bowie album from the 70s to me. Oh, okay. Um, I might have to just, just because... I'll just send you Herman Hermit's song, Bus Stop. Bus Stop. I think I know that song. Okay, I might just she, send it, it to does you. Does it have Umbrella in the song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know I that might, song. She's my I might umbrella. still, I might still, no, I won't, I won't waste my time. But yeah, it, it, just, to, just to give you an idea of what I thought about you. As long as you don't send me Henry VIII, I am. Hen second, first, same as the first. You know, I don't need that shit. Oh. <laughs> I, I, oh, okay, I... I, I don't even know who that is. No, I, I might have heard it, but I don't like it. Isn't either. it Herman's Hermits? Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. No, that's fucking sick, stupid crap. <laughs> well, freaking, uh, what's his name? Patrick Swayze kept singing that in freaking Ghost. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. If I was the, if I was the person being haunted by a ghost singing that, I would, I, I would be freaked out, too. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and, and then he sings She's Like the Wind, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh. Ew. All right. Well, let's get into track 10, which is Pretty Thing, which is a song you picked as one of your three favorite songs. So we'll come back after the break, and this is Pretty Thing by Ten Machine.
That was Pretty Thing by Tim Machine. So why did you like that song so much? Oh, this is pretty good. I could imagine using it in a movie, if I ever make one, where a great-looking woman chases after a guy who runs away and screams in panic because she's too good-looking and slim for him, and he wants a hamburger instead to chase him. Ha <laughs> This is one of the better songs on here. I always want a hamburger, man. My girlfriend wants yep. me to eat chicken, but I want hamburger. I like yep. hamburger and steak. I'm a carnivore, man. Give me the yep. meat. Give me the bread meat. But would you want to be in a movie with a hamburger chasing you? That would be pretty trip, tripped out. Yeah. You should probably yeah. do, probably get one of those girls with their tucked-in shirts to do yeah. a dance to this song. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was thinking about that, and, and, and they can whisper, Hamburger, hamburger. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> well, I agree with you in this song. I think it kicks ass. It's a perfect track. Love the guitar tones are great on this track. It's freaking kicks ass. Yeah. I love this wow. track, man. I agree with you on this track. I agree with you on all three of your tracks. Awesome. Oh, right on. Yeah. In fact, I would have I would have um well this one almost could have been oh, oh no, this one was the one I picked, Doy. But Doi. the other one yeah, yeah. I, I, I was about to say this is one of the ones I would have picked if I could find a fourth choice. But no, that was a, my third choice. But I mean, I Can't Read would have been a fourth one if I could have had four. Yeah, this is a great track. I love this song. Great pick, Lee. Yeah. And then Thank we you. get into track 11, Video Crime. What do you think of this one? This sounds a little more like a Bowie solo tune or something Roxy Music might have done in collaboration with Bowie. It's it's okay. It's okay. I said the guitar again. I'm in love with the guitar. I love... I think he has a guitar... This guy has guitar tones that are reminiscent of Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. But this guy's guitar tones... He could make weird guitar tones, but they make sense compared to Tom Morello. I think Tom Morello copied this guy... And this guy should get more credit for the shit. And I love the the drums on this song, too. Hmm. Okay. Because you hear how he does a little good... Wah, 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 on the guitar? It's like... Uh, yeah. Didn't Tom Morello started doing that shit later in the 90s. It's like... Fuck, what is this I guy... I never... Every time that I try to put on a Rage Against the Machine album, I got five seconds into it, and I shut it off, and I forgot what it sounded like. I like the first two albums. Oh. Killing, Killing in the Name of is a great track. I'll have to try and force myself to hear one whole song by them. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I like the musicality behind it. If you ever listen to Audio Slave, I think the band is really better with a real singer like Chris Cornell. Audio Slave is oh, really okay. awesome. And then, oh, uh, okay. then we'll get into track 12, which ended the original version of this album called Run. What do you think of this one? I would call this more of a filler tune. I could hear Blue Oyster Cult do this. Also, the Rolling Stones could have done it during their Black and Blue album period. It has a sloppy, rocking vibe, but it's a little too sloppy for me. I kind of like the slop. I like. It's fun to hear David Lee Rock. Uh, not David Lee Rock. David Bowie be sloppy yeah. because this guy is usually puts every track and sound in place it's fun to hear him being raw i think it's um, cool i think it's a cool track all right i might i might give you 
I, I might change my mind on that one since you put it that way. Because you know, D- David Bowie is usually like perfect. Everything's in its perfect spot. That's what, oh yeah, it's awesome to hear him be punk. You know, it kicks ass. It's a cool track. All right, all right, all right, all right. I I sort of changed my mind on that one. All right, then we get into the CD version, which is track 13, Sacrifice Yourself. What do you think of this one? This is like a speeded-up winger song. (laughs) It's a little bit too fast for me to say it's one of my favorites, but I like the riff, and it's a good get-drunk-and-get-rowdy type of song. You could aerobicize to it, too. I said it's a fast guitar track. I love it. It just kicks ass to me. Freaking killer tune. It should have been on the original release, but the vinyl couldn't hold anymore. <laughs> and then yeah. we and then we get into the last track on the CD version called Baby Can Dance. What do you think of this one? This is a weird one, but I like enough of it. I could imagine it in some weird Mad Max movie or Streets of Fire or Escape from New York with a bunch of nutty zombies dancing at a bar while this is playing. It has the intense energy of punk, and it's not my favorite on here, but it's not filler. It's interesting. I think it's a great way to end the album. It's a great album ender, but it was actually not the album ender if you didn't have it on yeah. CD. Track 12 yeah. was Run, but Run was a great album ender too to me. So this is a great track. I love it. It makes me want to hear more. And it's sad this band only made two albums. I think David Bowie, but maybe because the other guy went into uh, The Cure, yeah, couldn't get him anymore. But I think Tim Machine should have made Tim Machine 3. This is a great wow. album. I, I yeah. really love this record, and more people should listen to this. I know it's called Tim Machine, but it's David Bowie, man. It's fucking David Bowie. Fucking listen to it. David Bowie's a genius. He always has yep. been and always will be. And he'll go down as one of the rock freaking innovators of all time. Yeah, I, I can I can dig that. Yeah, so, uh, well, we're done with this album. Let's see. Let me see what the charts were on this album. UK, it debuted at number three. Rolling Stone album chart gave it a 10. Rolling, and then college album charts was 10. And Rolling Stone album chart 20. Norwegian album chart number nine. Let's see, nothing on the U.S. I guess this album didn't do shit here. Because the U.S. sucks. Fucking, they were listening to fucking shit back then. Fucking new kids on the fucking block or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, All Music gave it four stars. Los Angeles Times, favorable. Rolling Stone sucks, gave it three and a half. Robert Chakru gave it, uh, I can't say his name, Chris Gall. B minus, New York Times mixed. Trouser Press, generally favorable. This is a good freaking rocking album by David Lee Roth. You never heard... Da- Why do I keep saying David Lee Roth? Fuck, I must oh, be well, that's... Oh. <laughs> I mean... David Bowie. <laughs> it's, it's good to hear David Bowie get rocking. It's awesome. I love yeah. this record. I think everybody should go get Ted Machine 1 and 2. Uh, what do you think about it? What do you think? People should pick this album up? Oh, I I definitely think that you should pick it up. And if you want to duplicate my experience with it, find it on cassette. But, um, yeah, um, I also would suggest the second album. Because even though this one is a little more regular basic rock, 
I also definitely, there's a few songs on the second one that are my favorite, and I used to listen to that a little bit more than I heard this album. But no, yeah, if you don't like David Bowie, don't think of it then as David Bowie. Think of it as a good album, because it is. Yeah, I think it's a great under underrated album. The, the whole band is freaking on fire. I think people should listen to yeah. it. If they like good music, this is a this is an album they should pick up. If you yep. don't like good music, go listen to freaking Britney Spears. You know. Yep. <laughs> we don't give a shit. Yeah. So, do you have any tracks of the week, Lee? Oh, um, for for no particular reason, I just want to pick "Baby Oh No" by Bow Wow Wow because <laughs> I like it. Baby Oh No by Bow Wow Wow. Yeah, have you ever heard it? No, I've heard... The only song i heard by Bow Wow Wow is I Want Candy. Oh, well, this is the other one. This is really good. I like it. Okay, so we got Baby Oh No by Bow Wow Wow. And I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna go back in the annals of music, not really that far, from uh, when Rush was on hiatus and they didn't know what the hell they were gonna do. Getty Lee made a solo album called My Favorite Headache, which had Getty Lee oh. on bass, piano, guitar, programming, percussion, whining. It says whining. <laughs> and then Ben Beak, electric, and acoustic guitars, violins, violas, and programming and wheezing. And then Matt Cameron from Pearl Jam and Soundgarden on drums. This is a great wow. solo album. And if Rush or him and... Alex Lyson aren't going to do anything together. He needs to start doing some solo albums because this is one of my favorite records of all. This is wow. a great solo record. And I'm going to pick cool. a track off here called Still. Freaking great song. This is a great right album. If you like Getty Lee and Rush, this album will be different than what you hear from Rush, but it's a kick-ass solo record. And I think you guys should check it out. Getty Lee, My Favorite Headache. And I'm going to play the track Still. It's not one of the hardest tracks off the album, but it's freaking awesome. Wow. Yeah, have you ever heard it, Lee? Um, I, I've, I've heard some of it. It's good. You have you ever heard... Yeah, have you ever heard Victor? Victor sucked. Oh, with Alex Lifeson? Yeah, that was one of the worst records I've ever heard in my life. Damn, I liked it a lot. Of course you did. <laughs> oh... All right, so what are we re reviewing next week, Lee? It's your pick. Okay, um, I I decided I I just decided now because I was going to pick a, a song from this group as a track of the week, and I thought, no, why don't I do it as an album? And it's going to be kind of a left curve for me to mention it, and it might be a left curve for everybody, but I'm going to do it. Anyway, it's a group called The Pursuit of Happiness, and the album is Love Junk. Love Junk? Yeah. Alright. So and, um, and, and believe, yeah, um, apparently they are very well known in Canada. Of course you know? they are. And so is Glass Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, um, I, um, they're, they're from, like, it, it's from 1988, so it's a little bit newer for me as far as albums that I'm picking. I'm picking some from the 80s, my God! But no, um, yeah, um, yeah, 
that's the one I want to do. Yeah, hey, um, I can't tag you in this post that somebody put up on Facebook. It's uh, one of the uh-huh. vinyl sites I go to. They were selling uh-huh. uh, Hotline by Jay Gilesman for $50 on vinyl. Oh, ouch. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Wouldn't pay, I wouldn't pay that for it. And then I put a comment, go listen to our, uh, and uh, with the link, go listen to our review of this album. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's so, cool. I wouldn't pay 50 bucks for that album, but I would like to get it on CD one day. It's a great album. I loved it. Uh, um, I I don't know who the guy was who was selling it for that in the country or what where country he is, but if you're in L.A. or in San Francisco and you go to one of these, do you have an Amoeba record store where you are? Yeah, I do. I haven't been there. It's it's a shame. Yeah, but, I go there. But, but, but I mean, in any of those big like record stores, if if you search in the dollar section or wherever, you could probably find a copy for no more than five or six bucks. Cool, I need to go there. And somebody was also selling the Firehouse first record in clean condition oh. for fifty bucks. Oh. I go, I like that record, but it ain't worth fifty bucks. And he goes, Come on, you want to buy it? I go, I got, I got mortgage and food to buy. No, that album ain't worth it. <laughs> yeah, Firehouse. Oh God. Um, where, where the hell is he? Is he in like um, some outback country in the in the mountains or the woods or some where they don't have any record stores and you have to pay four hundred dollars for a Skittles? I have no idea, man. But mm. I like that record. I think it's great. You know, other people yeah. just bag on me for it. I don't give a shit. I like the guitar player. He's really good. I'll uh, have to keep. I'll have to. I, I think. I think I liked. I think I really, really liked some of it, and then I forget. I think I didn't like other parts of it, but no, I think I got it because I liked one song, and so I, I forget what I think, but I'll have to hear it again. All right, man. All right, so let's All get right. into the final tracks of the week. We got Bow Wow Well, Oh No, and Getty Lee from My Favorite Headache, still on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Talk to you later, Lee. Till next week. All I right. do. A doo-doo-doo-doo. Bye-bye. Doo-doo-doo-doo. Take it sleazy. Bye.
Now let's get into the promos. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I wanna rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Punch it! Get blasted! Hey, this is Lee Gerstmann, and if you like to hear some stuff that's like... You don't know what it's gonna be, and even if it's stuff that I don't even know what it's gonna be, check me out on what I call the Lee Gerstmann Show, and it's just me doing reviews or me doing horsing around or whatever I'm doing. Check it out, please. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.